1: Com. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at MyBookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at MyBookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at MyBookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the Zabe Cast. Oh no! I've made NBC's official TV ref mad. What will I do? Looks like my visit to Terry mccauley's house for Thanksgiving is now off. The COVID wars have come to the NBA. Will the small but powerful contingent of vax holdouts disrupt the season? Aikman cliche box, possible Beatle comeback, and Sunday ticket news to boot. Your 30-minute same express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, ho, 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 ho. Here we go!
0: ...to try to win it. And the kick is good
1: to win the game. <laughs> And there was your rather pedestrian Al Michaels call of a thriller on Sunday night by the Bay. How you doing, everybody? Happy Tuesday. It's a solo show today, but a damn good one. I have actually dug for things that I would normally go, eh, I don't need to get that audio. Eh, don't worry about pulling the actual clip and the paragraph from the story. No, I've done some work, but I'm glad I did, because i got a lot of good stuff to talk about. This call epitomizes why Al Michaels must retire. You don't have to be Gus Johnson. There's only one of him. But Jesus, what are you watching? This was a thrilling finish. This was Aaron Rodgers' magic and a Mason Crosby money in the bank dagger from 53 weeks to 53 yards to end the NFL week this is all you got and it is good to win the game retire it's over and the kick is good to win the game I, I, I just I don't know and yet people still revere him Al Michaels is the goat. Okay. What has he done for you lately? All right, let's get to the main course today, and that is Terry McCauley is mad at me. (laughs) So funny today at lunch, I noticed this on my Twitter feed. I'm like, oh, somebody responded to my griping about the hit on Devontae Adams last night, and Terry McCauley, the NFL, the ex-NFL referee, now hired by NBC to explain what's going on with the rules. Oh, 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 that really is Terry McCauley. Oh, he's, he's clapping, clapping back at me here. I said after the hit, and I didn't buy McCauley's excuse on this, I said, well, here's, well, let me, let me, let's back up a second. There's a lot to unwrap with this hit, including Dr. David J. Chow, who's not fully convinced that Adams got the proper red hat, independent neurological analysis required by NFL rules. He went into the blue tent of medical miracles and came out just fine. More on that in a second. But as far as the hit goes, I thought it was obvious. The off-defender comes in like a missile and blows Adams up and leaves him, you know, Pretty much for dead on the ground. MVS immediately started doing the throw-a-flag motion. LaFleur went crazy. Rodgers went crazy. It wasn't a hard call to make. Sure, he led with his shoulder. Uh, Let me get the, uh, let's see, Niner DB shout-out to ref. I saw this story earlier. Uh, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward, shout out to the ref, he said, saying he led with his shoulder. Yeah, you led with your shoulder, but you know what's attached to your shoulders? Your head. And your helmet. And the crown of it went, boom! Button-on-button hit on Devontae's helmet. That's the kind of play that they are legislating out of the game, or they're supposed to be legislating out of the game. But Terry McCauley called on to explain what happened had the following to say on NBC and we'll take a listen so Devontae Adams happy to report he was down for about two minutes now he comes off the field they put him in the
0: medical tent should have been a penalty it wasn't we're going to get Terry McCauley to come in in a a moment after the play here so Terry we were watching this Terry McCauley how
1: did you see that play so as we look at it, we see the back judge let the players go by him. So he's now behind the play. He can't see it. This is a
2: new mechanic for this year. For my whole history, that, that back judge would be ahead of the play in center field watching this angle that you're looking at right now. But if, but
1: from behind the play, he couldn't see it at all. This is really a mechanical failure on the part of NFL officiating, in my opinion. Thank you, game. Okay, he didn't say shit there. He didn't explain anything. I mean, he implies that this is how they're coaching the referees. They're teaching them this mechanic. Let the play go past you as the back judge. Are we sure that's what the NFL is coaching? Or did the back judge just fuck up and let the play get behind him? And what's the point of calling him a back judge if he's going to be a let-the-play-go-by-you judge. Seems like there's a whole shitload of stuff you would miss seeing if you let plays go right by you as the back judge. I don't know, Terry, I'm not a referee. I'm just a guy on the couch who watches three televisions full of NFL football every fucking Sunday, including on beautiful fall days where I should be outside, for God's sakes. So what do I know? All I know is the shit I see week after week after week. So McCauley doesn't say they missed one. He didn't say they'd miss one. He, you know, Michael said it should have been a penalty, flat out. What did you see on this one? He could start out with the simple and the obvious. Yeah, they missed this call, Al, but he didn't do it, did he?
0: Well, didn't they do put it. Put him in the medical tent. Should have been a penalty. It wasn't. We're going to get Terry McCauley to come in in a, in a moment after the play here. So,
1: Terry, we were watching this. Terry McCauley, how did you see that play? So, as we look at it, we see the back judge yeah. let the players. It doesn't weigh in. On whether they missed the call or not. So anyway, I tweeted Al Michaels, quote, we're going to go to Terry McCauley to make up some bullshit excuse for his, ex-buddy, his ex-ref buddy his ex buddy still working, unquote. Yeah, spare me. That was my tweet. Note, I did not at Terry McCauley, who, goes, who uh, works the Twitter account at SNF Ref, I believe it is. Anyhow, I see this clapback. From him today. Interesting reaction to the facts, Steve. (laughs) Proper position is critical to have the best shot at getting plays like this right in real time. Current mechanics put him in a terrible spot. Also, a quick scan of my timeline would clearly show. I don't make excuses for anyone. Didn't see it. Not his fault. League is teaching a new mechanic. Oh, bullshit! Bullshit! That's my point, and I think McCauley was one of the better refs we had in the league before he retired. Thought he was like probably three, maybe four. My my holy my big three were Sterator one, Hockley Senior two, John Parry three. Bill Vinovich was quickly on the rise. Macaulay was in that 4-5 range. He's one of the better guys. And seems like a nice guy as well. But I guess I'm not invited to his house for dinner. He's mad at me. Ooh. The NFL's ref is mad at me. Dr. David J. Chow also said, hmm. <laughs> something else, isn't it? Devontae Adams, from all the looks of it is on tilt on the ground. He is then looked at for a minute and 20 of real time before coming out of the blue medical tent, even though he was out for two full minutes of real time on the ground. He questions the legitimacy and the thoroughness and the properness, the propriety, the proprietiveness of the independent neurological exam. And who am I to go against Dr. Chow Chow, as my boy Kuhn would call him? But at the same time, Adams looked fine. He looked cogent, alert, and he certainly caught two key passes to win the fucking game, didn't he? It's all, <laughs> oh, it's just the, the officiating in this league continues to be so all over the place. I'm watching right now the Monday night football game. Dak Prescott on fourth and goal, keeper. Looks like he's in by body position, elbows, arms, stomach, the whole schmear. You can't see the football, by the way. It's buried in a pile of humanity, for God's sakes, okay? The side judge who's in charge of making the touchdown call is a full 20 yards away because they have to be because they don't know if there's going to the play's going to come out to them at the pylon or not. They then start running in, and they're like running. Like, what did I see? Did I see him get in? He couldn't see shit from that angle. Yet, replay all the Kings cameras and all the Kings VCRs and all the Kings men up in the booth that had the benefit of the fly cam, the spider cam, above the goal line, clearly showed that Dak Prescott was in. He was in on the first lunge, and then when he second-efforted and plunged the ball over... Simba style from Lion King. Oh, it was in by a yard. And they just said, well, there's no definitive evidence. No definitive evidence. Call stands. I don't know. I I, I think, I'm not sure, I think I'm becoming more at peace with the fuck-ups officiating-wise in hashtag this league, but maybe I'm not. This from Drew Nowakowski. Thank you, Drew. It's the Aikman cliché box score for the Rams-Buccaneers game. And after a rather lackluster cliché performance by our boy Troy, the golden-haired, blue-eyed, handsome ex-Dallas quarterback into the Hall of Fame, bounce-back performance, says Drew. Here was the box score. Good job six times. Great job once. Nice job once. Outstanding job once what a job, once, super job, once. So that's a job factor, job factor 11. Wow, 11 times he said job, good job, great job, nice job, outstanding, what a job, super job. Then there was big play, seven, good play, one, great play, one, outstanding play, one, excellent route, two outstanding route one opportunity five good stuff two and good design two as well now i know he's got to use those phrases at some point especially when it's merited but what does good play add to your understanding of what you're watching on TV that's a good play oh how do you know it's good play i got yardage it scored a touchdown oh that must have been a good play troy how about some actual critiques? Bad job. Shh, out, out of position. Wrong space. Wrong time. Questionable play calling. Give me some of that. Give me the negative. Ah, Troy likes to be liked by everybody. Ah, I get it. On to the NBA. Jay Will is out at ESPN. Oh, no. At least he's out of the NBA. I still think he's doing the early morning radio. Hold on. J. Williams... Off NBA coverage. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Uh, he's off NBA countdown. He's still, however, on ESPN in the mornings. This, of course, you know, the whole NFL, thi- the only NBA thing. <laughs> I'd say his ex- expertise was a bit tarnished when the Celtics uh, hired a minority coach, and he's like, finally, <laughs> conveniently forgetting as Jay. As Jayco, my man, Jay Trell and I talked about last week, all the other coaches they've had uh, that happen to be black. Starting with, of course, Bill Russell and Casey Jones and Doc Rivers. So, yeah. So, he's off of that. Could Michelle Beadle be making a comeback? Why, yes, she could. This from Front Office Sports. Get ready for Michelle Beadle, the comeback, they write. The former host of ESPN's NBA Countdown is in talks with several suitors about possibly returning to sports media in time for the upcoming NBA season. Uh, ESPN bought out Beadle's $5 year contract in the summer of 2019, allowing her to take plenty of time off before her next career move. Now the former co-host of ESPN's Get Up and Sports Nation wants to get back to work and it'll be intriguing to watch Beatle try to write her second act. For a decade, Beatle was one of the brightest stars in sports media, funny, fearless, and entertaining. She gained overnight stardom as co-host of Sports Nation with Colin Coward. But then, after a three-year run with Sports Nation, she jumped to NBC Sports to host her own show, the crossover with Michelle Beetle that lasted one season. It's a failure. Beetle returned to ESPN and Sports Nation in 2014, then hosted the NBA Countdown, then was named co-host of the new weekday morning show Get Up with her huge $5 million salary, which, by the way, it's not like Fox said we're at $4.5 million. What are you holding, ESPN? They go, oh, five, we got it. They were bidding against themselves for somebody who has bounced around and basically failed and had gotten way too serious, way too hung up on righteous societal issues, way too woke Which ruined Beatles' brand. Beatles' brand, for most of us who liked Beatle 1.0, was that she was one of the guys, loved wrestling, could hang and bang and talk and argue and all that stuff. And then it became preachy, 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 lecture, lecture, lecture. Oh, why? I never. And it's like, hey, we don't need another Christine Brennan. We've already got one. Be the one, be the gal you used to be, be the woman you used to be. Anyway. I I forget who I asked this to. Maybe it was Andy. I'm like, what has Michelle Beadle done for the last two years? What is her day like? And I know the answer is her day is whatever the fuck she wants. She got bought out of a $5 million a year contract from ESPN, overpaid, and then bought out. My dream, Jerry. My dream to be bought out. Ah. Anyway, good for her if she comes back. Larger issue for the NBA is that the COVID wars have come to the association. This is going to get interesting. Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins are holding firm in their refusal to get vaccinated. And therefore, they are in danger because Wiggins with Golden State in San Francisco and Kyrie Irving in New York City, Brooklyn, are in zones in which strict – vaccination mandates are in place. Therefore, they couldn't play home games. And you know Kyrie Irving, he's a guy who believes in a lot of interesting things. Now, Bradley Beal of the Wizards is also not feeling it and was quizzed about this on Media Day on Monday and said basically, hey, you know, there's a lot of bad reactions to the shot and nobody wants to talk about that. A ding, ding, ding. Bradley Beal is also a smart guy. He knows his relative risk factor is virtually zero. So he's not real interested in taking a wild card out of the big deck of cards. It it may be one wild card of negative outcome in some way shape or form. And yes, myocarditis with younger men, teenagers and 20-something year old men is a real thing, documented, risk of it actual. It's out there. You're not supposed to talk about it, but it's true. It may be a one one hundredth of a percent wild card from a huge deck of cards, but the wild card of him having a bad outcome of COVID is even less than that. And so he's probably thinking, "I don't want to. I don't want to take a card from the deck. Fuck it. I don't need it. Don't want it. Don't need it." But man, he's getting the heat, getting the pressure. We'll see who breaks on this. We'll see if the uh, players' association stands behind. Their guys, and then we'll see what the teams do. I never thought I would be so rooting for Kyrie Irving, otherwise a a very unlikable guy, despicable at times. I'm now super on Team Kyrie for being able to strike a blow for people to make their own decision about getting vaccinated. Team Kyrie, Team Nicki Minaj, and I guess. Team Rihanna. Rihanna had a t shirt that said the other day think before that's illegal, too. <laughs> Dagger. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at MyBookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at MyBookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at MyBookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie
2: Save $10 today at shefit.com slash 2022.
1: The more upside down, the more insane the scenario these days regarding vaccinations and COVID, the more likely it's probably happening right now. In New York State, they're about to fire some 70,000 healthcare workers because they do not want to get vaccinated. Many of them, no doubt, have had COVID and have recovered. And of course, these are the same people that were described as heroes during the pandemic who worked front lines. With no vaccines out there, treating sick people, saving lives, and now it's like if you don't get this vaccine, you're fucking fired. Hey, wasn't I a hero just a while ago? No, you're not anymore. You're the problem. So they're going to call in, get this, retired doctors, doctors whose licenses may have lapsed, says the new governor. Excuse me. Sorry, Siri. Didn't mean to press that. As well as the National Guard to do some of the administrative work in a hospital. Now, look, even if you're just mopping the floors, I'm sure there's some procedures and things you're supposed to do, not supposed to do, that could affect the outcome health-wise of people in the hospital. I'm not sure if I want the National Guard, God bless them for serving this country, clomping through in their combat boots and their fatigues, wondering, "Uh, uh, do you need something, nurse? What's going on here? Can I help you out on this? But that's apparently what we're uh, headed towards in New York state. And it's funny because I think somebody said, this, this is a good point. Seems like those people in those segments of society who have been closest to COVID are the least afraid of it. It's the part of society that has been most removed from COVID that are still the most fearful. And I'm like, That's a brilliant observation because you look at entire countries like Australia, since they've had very few cases, they're still, I mean, they've returned to being a prison colony. The videos of police wailing on protesters out and about, but it's for their own goods, for their health, due to COVID rules, lockdown, strict, strict lockdown might are shocking to me but they enjoy overwhelming support. The majority of Aussies are like, yeah, get these fuckers back in their houses. We want to avoid COVID. Australia, New Zealand, they haven't been close to it. They still think it's like, I don't know, the modern day plague. Hospital workers, close to it, dealt with it, not afraid of it. The Zoom class, Professionals, urban, educated, often liberal professionals, most afraid of it. They're the ones that want everyone to get vaccinated, not once, not twice, but repeatedly. Oh, by the way, apparently uh, Canada has ordered 30 million doses, pre-ordered 30 million doses of vaccine in 2022, 2023, and 60 million in 2024. So says their recently re-elected prime minister. Fauci recently went on another interview on TV and used the word regimen. That booster shots, he said, would become the accepted regimen. So in other words, we've gone from 15 days to flatten the curve, which was to save the hospitals, which are now going to get crushed because of mass firings. Again, the crazier and the more insane and the more backwards and upside down it is, the more likely it's happening right now. 15 days to slow the curve, slow, flatten the curve, slow the spread, flatten the curve, whatever. Now we're talking about COVID vaccine regimens. And if you're an athlete, I understand it. I understand why you're, you're hesitant to do this, not just because of your risk, risk profile. You literally don't know what you're signing up for. Am I signing up for one shot once and then we're clear? Am I signing up for a a two-shot, a three-shot, or just annual shots? You have no idea. And so if you're vaccine-hesitant and you think, well, what happens if this Biden order through the HHS gets declared unconstitutional and the whole scheme of mandatory vaccinations falls apart and goes away? If I went and got the vaccine against what I thought was my best interest, I can't take it out of my body. It's too late. And what are you signing up for? Do you really want to hammer yourself with mRNA vaccinations every six months for the foreseeable future as decided by someone in government? Some people, like Andy Pullman yesterday, are fine with that. He'll take whatever shot they say he has to take, whenever they say they have to take it, as long as it's free to him. By the way, imagine if they charged people 24 bucks for the shot. That's apparently what it costs the government, 24 bucks. And I think the production cost is about a dollar per shot. Now that's a good racket right there. Oh, and there's no liability for the vaccination, for the vaccine manufacturers. That is a hell of a deal. Okay, now we move on to other more enjoyable topics. I only, shut up, Siri, I'm not asking you nothing. I was actually looking for. Dr. Nick Riviera from The Simpsons. Because I thought, in New York...
2: Doctor, what's wrong? Don't you know
1: where to make the incision? All right, Nick. Don't panic. Don't panic. Get back to med school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they show.
1: Seriously, baby, I can prescribe anything I want. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to cut something, but what? And Where? The incision in the coronary artery must be made below the blockage. Below! That's Thanks, in one of the... little <laughs> girl! The
0: knee bones connected to the something.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's funny unless, you know, your loved one is having to go to the hospital in New York and you're worried about... Are the, are the Is the National Guard who's going to be working there actually going to know what the fuck to do? Here's some lighter stuff. David Letterman is alive and still funny as shit. Letterman got in on the Brooklyn Nets Media Day availability and started firing away with questions, including a couple of these to Kevin Durant.
0: Dave uh, from uh, Basketball Digest. Kevin, uh, uh, <laughs> Basketball see, why, Digest. why do people call you KD? Um, Can I call you KD? Yeah. Okay. My, f- my first
1: name is Kevin. Uh-huh, a, right. And my second my I'll last name, my second name. My last name is Durant with a D. <laughs> I love It's Like, I better write that down. KD,
0: uh, this year, how, what percentage do you plan on giving on the court? 90, 95, 100, 110? What are we looking at? Uh, 110.
1: 110. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this. One more.
0: But they're talking to the commissioner now. They're looking at working a contractual deal that will allow you, uh, when you're not playing for the Nets, days off. You'll be able to play for the Knicks. Comments? All right, Dave. That was the last one. Co- I'm sorry. Was that a comment? Co- that was it. How about you? Do you have a comment? Wrap it up. Okay. Uh, I'm being told my time is done. Have a a great uh, year. What about the Pelicans? When you guys play the Pelicans, it kind of make you giggle? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I got. That's it, everybody. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I think every media day should have professionally funny people asking questions like that. Speaking of funny, Ryder Cup mop-up, there was a picture, a couple of pictures tweeted out by Brooks Kepka himself talking to the two biggest nerds on the team Jordan Speith Justin Thomas and it's a two shot series of photos Brooks is telling some story Speith and Thomas are listening and then the next sh- shot they're laughing hilariously well Brooks himself tweeted out with the caption quote then he said do you even lift bro yeah, Ryder Cups is what I lift. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It's funny, though. That makes me like Brooks Koepka just a little bit, reading that. The shit's hitting the fan back in D.C. over this start by the woofed especially the effort against Buffalo, which was absolute horseshit. Uh, Taylor Heineke not being a legitimate QB1 withstanding. Dan Steinberg, D.C. Sports bog, just, Reminds people. Dan Snyder head coach's first nineteen games. Spurrier nine and ten. Gibbs nine and ten. Zorn nine and ten. Shanahan eight and eleven. Ron Rivera eight and eleven. Only Jay Gruden was worse. Five and fourteen. History does repeat itself, doesn't it? Notre Dame is always overrated. Not so, says Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio, foxsports.com, covers college football and basketball. Since the start of 2018, the Irish are 47-5. and Their losses are to Clemson in the playoffs, at Georgia, at Michigan, home against Clemson in the ACC title game of the pandemic year, and then lost to Alabama in the playoff. There are 125 programs in college football that would love to be overrated the way Notre Dame is. 47-5. 40, and 5. It's pretty good. Football is a brutal game. Niners cornerback Josh Norman. Yes, former Redskin Josh Norman, former Buffalo Bill Josh Norman, former Carolina Panther Josh Norman, spent the night in the local hospital after departing Sunday's game with a bruised lung. Actually, bruised lungs, plural. Norman was still in the hospital this morning, according to Ed Werder, receiving diagnosis and treatment. He was able to punch out a ball near the goal line. It did not get recovered by the Niners. It went out of bounds, but still the classic uh, punch-out move, which he has perfected, the peanut Tillman punch. But still, bruised lungs with all that padding and all these rules designed for safety. Brother on brother crime. Bradley Zimmer, for the Indians, soon to be the Guardians, homered off of kyle zimmer of the royals zimmer any relation yes they're brothers oh, they hit to get the bragging rights <laughs> oh baby How about it he got him he got him
0: yes he did deep into the lower deck for a solo home run that's yes. the eighth of the year for zimmer and it's seven three cleveland oh baby He's got bragging rights probably for all time. Well, he does right now.
1: Second homer by the Indians, and when you hit one off your brother, you will never win. How about that? Now, what if Brad had flossed his way around the bases and shown up his brother Kyle? Would Kyle have then plunked him the next at-bat? I have no idea. NFL Sunday ticket could be going to Apple. Not to Amazon. According to The Athletic, the NFL is hoping that Apple is interested in acquiring Sunday Ticket. They would prefer the league is there. I think I kind of get it. I don't know what their reasons are, but my initial reason would be Apple just seems like a classier place for the product to live. Amazon, ugh. I look at how Amazon.com looks whenever I go to order something, and I'm like, this webpage looks like shit. The colors, the fonts, the layouts, it's so so busy, such a headache. Why does that matter? I I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter at all. matters to me, I guess, sort of. And then finally, a little bit of good news. If you're a baseball fan sick of horseshit umpiring, Joe West plans to retire at the end of the season. Cowboy Joe West. As my man, Scott Shirey of Houston says, Christmas comes early, just not early enough. That'll be a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading and being a true Zabe fanatic. Tell a couple friends, rate and review. It tickles the algorithm and blesses our crops and our download numbers. If you would like to get five full days a week, then subscribe to the Cast. It's only $5 a month, and even less than that when you sign up for 12 months at a time. Cancel anytime if you like. I ain't going to keep your money. I'm just going to try to give you a good, solid product every single day. Feedback, Zabe at Yahoo.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at Zabe as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at MyBookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at MyBookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at MyBookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.